need to even re-record that. I think <laughs> okay, just, just, just keep it going. Just keep it going. <laughs> oh, Lisa immediately coughed when I said, "All right, and we're gonna record." <laughs> we can keep that in the bloopers. I'm so glad. No, we'll just play it. It's fine. They'll understand. They know who I am because it's yeah. only gonna be people that know me. It's it's a good icebreaker, you know. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. What was it's, that? It's not a ghost. It was my laptop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounded like it was coming from the kitchen. It's that's just weird. Okay, somebody go check the kitchen real fast. <laughs> no, y'all no. are close. I promise. I promise. It was my laptop. My laptop. Sings. All right. See, this is what happens when you start recording a ghost podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every little noise you hear, you're like, "What is that? What is that?" Okay. Not not to mention that um, you know I told Nikki when we showed up that we're actually recording this. In an abandoned house. It's true. We are. <laughs> the house is abandoned. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. We should probably say why. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're not no, kidding. No, this we're going to leave it at that. We're just we're going to leave it at the listeners. <laughs> the listeners' imagination can, oh, you I know, know, I take it. care of okay. that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we brought our own chairs and folding table. And we're squatting. Luckily, the house still has power. <laughs> <laughs> There's, wait, no, we have candles lit everywhere, Robin. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> and a generator. For the <laughs> <laughs> we have to set the scene. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Ghost Raised in the South. This is our first official episode. Oh, we're so excited. Yes, absolutely excited. Uh, we've been talking about this for a really long time. Um, I'm Robin. I'm Lisa. And I'm Nikki. And our podcast is going to showcase a lot of the ghost stories that you may not be familiar with in the South. And with each episode, we're going to have a main story to showcase and then a honorable mention haunt, which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a friend story or a personal story or experience. And um, we'll each rotate with each episode as to who does a main story. Um, in this particular one, uh, myself, Robin, I'm going to be doing the main one. And so then the next episode, I believe it's Nikki that's going to be doing mm -hmm. one. And then Lisa. We've got about 10 episodes laid out. And also, we know what the main story is. However, they don't know the details about it. So we're mm -hmm. kind of keeping that part a little bit secret. We're not supposed to be Googling and searching, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> the mm -hmm. researcher is going to be looking it up. But other than So that, it'll be a story that we haven't heard before. Yes. So it's going to be brand new. Mm -hmm. To I'm me and Nikki. Excited. Yeah. And to you all. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just uh, get right into it here. This episode is going to be about the Ray Burleson McIntyre house. Oh, Ooh. yes. Okay. Hmm. Yes. You, I've heard of it. You two may yes. be familiar, just <laughs> given that we're in the area roundabout. For our viewers, uh, this house is located in Decatur, Alabama. It's on the U.S. National Register for Historic Places. And it is a antebellum Greek revival mansion. Oh, <laughs> fancy. Let me put my pinky out. Yes. So, let me see if I can describe it. Okay, so it's a two-story white house with like four columns. It's nestled right next to the Tennessee River. And, uh, okay, so who has seen the movie The Notebook? I, ha I have. Haven't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a female, you have seen yes. the notebook. I, I feel like those two houses, the house that like Noah remodels. Okay. Is 
pretty similar to the house that I'm going to be talking about here. Okay. So viewers out there, you know, if you don't have your Google and if you don't want to type in Ray Burleson McIntyre house, to be honest, I honestly just call it the McIntyre house because uh, nobody's got time for that. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're around here, people kind of get persnippity. They're like, oh, excuse me. I think you mean the Ray Burleson McIntyre house. Oh, but yeah. You have um, <laughs> your monocle on? I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm probably going to be talking about it just as the McIntyre house. Uh, apologies. But yeah, think about that house in the notebook. That's that's what we're we're dealing with. So a little backstory here. Uh, that way you guys really get a feel of what this place is. Um, Decatur, the town that this is located in, uh, came into existence in the year 1820. And the McIntyre house began construction in 1824. Oh, so wow. it's uh, like four years just off from the beginning of the city. So it's, okay. it's super new. So the building was completed in 1835. So it took 11 years to actually construct this house. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Well, I yeah. guess back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have like power tools Didn't think it stuff. was going to be like three months like <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> I'd be contacting my contractor. Like, when you, can I move in? Uh, you said it was going to be two weeks. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, so 1820, or 1835 is when it was completed, so that's about 25 years before the Civil War, just to put that in perspective. Okay. It has really deep Civil War history, so it was actually used as a headquarters for both the Confederate and the Union forces at different times. Decatur was a really intricate part of the Civil War, just solely because of its proximity to the river and to the railroad system. Okay. So, like, even this house right here is just right off from the railroad. So, you know, they would use that for transport, you know, travel, and all of that. So, really important. In the year 1862, so this is after the Civil War had, had begun, the plans for the Battle of Shiloh, which is in Tennessee, so just north of us, uh, were laid out by Confederate General Johnston within the dining room of this house during oh, the Confederate ooh. occupation. The Confederates lost the Battle of Decatur and the city and the house when the Union forces arrived by gunboats down Bummer. the river. Oh, yeah, so sorry. The North is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the Union set up camp in the area, they completely leveled the city aside from four buildings. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, you know, they set up camp and basically everything outside of that proximity was just like burned to the ground that Ooh. way they could have clear shots and stuff you know so they just had their camp area and then in that area yeah mm -hmm. so like the four houses or not houses but the four structures that existed were the mcintyre house the old state bank which is still standing uh the dancy polk house and the McCartney Hotel, which the McCartney Hotel was demolished in the 1920s. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, man. Yeah. I didn't even know about that place. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, me it either. was, uh, the McCartney Hotel was located where the apartments are over there by the river. So, okay. like, if you look at an aerial map of it, it's like a square between those properties. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. They were just right there next to each other. So, imagine that, and then everything else indicator was gone. Um, All I can think of is Paul McCartney when you say I that. I know. Paul McCartney, I hope you're listening. I know. I know. We love you. <laughs> so, during the Civil War, the house was owned by Dr. Aaron 
Burleson, which is okay. where the second part of that Ray Burleson McIntyre comes in. Um, he was actually president of the Tennessee and Central Alabama Railroad. So that was why he was, I guess, right there and had this gigantic mansion and all that. He also served as a physician to the Confederates. Oh. Mm-hmm. And his family stayed in the house during the war. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Let me just look outside the window here. Oh, okay. Oh, Can it's sunny right. and they're still fighting. Okay. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of that scene in The Patriot where they're looking out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, we're just sitting at home, but I'm going to look out the window. <laughs> yeah. So, according to his relatives, the family was, quote, treated well and got along with their guests during this time with minimal friction. Just, mm. just minimal. Um, <laughs> and know. Burleson's wife was actually allowed to pass over the lines until she was caught smuggling medicine to the Confederates. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You had it good there, girl. So what'd they do with her? Um, you know, they didn't treat them badly. They were basically, I guess, just shake your finger, uh, like, don't do it again. You. Yeah, she had, like, fastened holes inside of her wagon, and she, like, put medicine in there, and then she would cover the holes with beeswax, oh. and then she would travel. So, I don't know. Uh, one way or another, they found out that she was doing that. So, when the family and all of the other residents of the Decatur were told to evacuate in 1864, the Burleson's belongings were just all thrown into the street and burned. Oh. I know. Oh, sad. sad. That is oh. sad. Mm-hmm. So... I guess, were they already gone, or did they have to sit there and watch their belongings? I mean, I don't burned? know. I don't know. I don't have that. I would hate to think that you would have been living in your house with all this fighting going on for two years, and then after two years, they're like, you know what? You're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Take what you can carry, and so we're burning the rest. They left Decatur. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where. Okay. It, yeah, I don't have that. I'm sure it's out there. Google amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so the iron fence work surrounding the property today is actually original to the construction. Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there were gates on it too, but the gates were gone and they were actually thought to have been taken down by the Union soldiers to use as like a fire pit for like barbecuing and stuff. So <laughs> just flip some hamburgers while we're burning the furniture of the Burleson. <laughs> yeah. And there's, uh, there's actually a photo circulating, which, you know, maybe we can find a way to actually put this photo on our social media. So check that out, okay. you know. But there's a social, uh, a photo taken in around about April of 1865 where, like, blankets are laid over the fence, like, drying out. And atop of this flat roof, and they call the flat roof a windows walk. There is the Federal Army Band believing to be playing a funeral dirge to Abraham Lincoln when he died. Wow. It's, and it's creepy looking. And there's up. an actual photo of this? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. see it. Yeah, there's a photo. Like, of I've course, got goosebumps that I haven't even seen <laughs> it yet. white, and you just see all of these figures up there, and they're all lined up, and it's just... It's an eerie photo. Ooh, but okay. We will, we will try and put that out there for yeah. people. Yeah, we'll get it on uh, social media. Yeah. And uh, so in 1869, so this is, you know, a few years after the Civil War was over, the house was sold to a former Union soldier from Illinois named Jerome Hines. And after Hines, it served as like a boarding house and a hotel. And then it was empty for a while. And then in 1895, it was purchased by R.P. McIntyre, who's, you know, the namesake there. 
uh, whose family owned the house for over a hundred years. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Stayed so in the 1895 family. to 1995? Uh, 1998. 1998. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. 1998, they sold it to another family. Uh, I believe it was the Bennett family. And then it was actually also used as a temporary courthouse in Decatur during the permanent county courthouse oh wow so it's got a rich history and it's really neat it's on like a beautiful property too and it's like nestled kind of hidden like if you were driving down the highway where it's right next to it you wouldn't even see it because it's got trees around it and i think it's got like some industrial parks and lumber yards and stuff next to it mm-hmm. so you really have to be going off the beaten path a little bit to find it um presently it is for sale <gasps> Yes. Oh. <laughs> their their nice. mouths just well, dropped open. <laughs> we all know that I'm looking for a house right now. So. It, it might be out of your price range. I'm okay. just going to say. Just, just give it yeah. to me. How much is it? It's uh, it's $700,000. <gasps> okay, oh. if I move some things around <laughs> and if you guys live there too. We'll all chip in. Oh, and, uh, yeah. No, it's not going to happen. No, not even if we do that. No, no, no. So, yeah. Okay. You, you could right. buy this uh, this four-bedroom, four-bath, 4,400-square-foot uh, mansion for $700,000, people. I hope the realtor is listening how well you're plugging this. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know what? And I really did go online because, you know, the photos of it are like all exterior photos. Mm-hmm. So I was all over the listing photos, like looking at them like on every room. <laughs> it really kind of like, I don't know. Wait, did really you see any orbs field. in any of the pictures? I looked. Believe me, I was looking hard, and unless that realtor photoshopped him out, I, there were none. Because that, that realtor really knows what's up. <laughs> so, um, one of the neat things also that I saw in the photo was that the risers on the staircase, somebody had like stitched in needlepoint the changes of the ownership all throughout the years. Oh, so it's got wow. the very first owner awesome. and the second steps, the next one, the next one, the next one. Oh, and wow. That is neat. I know. Yeah. Eventually they're going to run out of stairs, unfortunately, because people don't keep homes in their family for over a hundred years. So. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really a neat touch on it. That is. Um, interesting story. I've actually been inside of the house before. Interesting. Uh, yeah. My mother and I went there. It had to have been over 15 years ago. My mom was getting married. And, uh, hi, mom. Put, put all <laughs> your business out there. We listening, Mare Mare. <laughs> we love you, Mare Mare. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were having a little mother-daughter day. I uh, don't know where my sister was. Sorry, Katie. But um, I had the idea because somewhere I had seen that they rent out this place as a venue right. like for events. wedding receptions and So there stuff. were people that lived there and then they rent yeah. it out for like yeah. special events and mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, we arranged a tour of the house and they showed us the downstairs area. Uh, we didn't go upstairs or anything. It was kind of a younger guy. I want to say... He would have been late 20s, maybe early 30s. Okay. He was the only one that we saw. I kind of got the impression that maybe it was his parents' place, and I don't know, maybe he was in charge of the tours. But uh, he showed us the outside, too, showed us the grounds. Um, He told us stories about how you could still, in fact, find artifacts from, like, the the war and stuff, like bullets and stuff out in the yard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He said that they'll just be walking around and, you know, be able to find one. 
Um, and he showed us the bullet holes and gunshots in like the river facing facade and columns. Like it's there's still little there. divots. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Little divots and little chips and stuff. And also he told us about the front room that once had these huge windows framing the fireplace were shot out and they were closed up, like boarded up, and then these built-in bookcases are in there now. Oh. So they just decided to close it up. We also toured the dining room where the infamous Battle of Shiloh was planned. And on the drive over, I don't know... I think I might have been joking with my mom a little bit, like, I wonder if it's haunted. (laughs) And so I can't remember who brought it up. Either my mom or I, like, at the end of the tour, asked him if he had ever seen any ghosts. Dot, dot, dot. I'm on the edge of my seat, I know. So, here's where we get into some of, like, the paranormal things that have happened around the house. Um, So, during the war... Uh, when the Union troops occupied the home, a soldier had been shot near the old state bank. Okay. And he was brought inside of the home where he died. Mm. Um, since the city was under fire and they were unable to bury him outside, uh, his comrades, they just tore up the downstairs parlor floor and they dug a hole and they just kept his body underneath there, underneath what? the floorboards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just go on about our business, even though okay. Fred's down there, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, you can't help but wonder, but, like, the family was probably still staying there at the time. And, right. you know, do you think they would have been like, okay, a war's going on downstairs. We hear gunshots. However, what is all that banging downstairs? They go down and they see, like, the, the troops just tearing up their floors. And, uh, what are you doing yeah. to my beautiful hardwoods? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I guess they really didn't have a choice, so, you know. Yeah. Right. Poor Oops. guy. So, <laughs> he stayed there until the fighting ceased outside. So the Union regained control, and the soldiers pried up the wooden floor, and they dug up his poor body, and they provided him a a proper burial. So it was just a temporary burial. I was going to ask if he he was still there. That was my question. I'm thinking in my head, like... (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so so they got him out of the floors. They, They got him out of the floors, and then, actually, modern day previous owners have stated that they had been under the house in that area and there is dirt there and there is a hole cut out mm. so it's like they never filled in the hole they just that is creepy they just, so there's right. like a shallow grave in right their, exactly underneath their house just yeah like underneath their... the parlor in their yeah. house okay it is creepy mm-hmm and so the guy showed us where that was you know <laughs> did he rip up the well, floor no. <laughs> No. It's <laughs> just a trap door he pulls open. <laughs> you know, my mom did not go with this place for her wedding reception. I kind of wonder if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> like, oh, it's beautiful property, and here's where the uh, once grave was. And <laughs> this is where Soldier Fred was. Oh, yeah, I don't have a name or anything. It's just, um, it's a documented story. Sources say that some other notable deaths there included a Civil War paymaster that was killed in front of the gates on his way to, like, pay the troops that were stationed there. Oh, yeah. he's got our paychecks. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Right? And although I don't have a year, uh, sources say that a Morgan County probate judge, Judge Carlton, stayed there for a while. And I don't know if this was during the time that they were actually using this as a courthouse or not, but he was a judge from a northern state, and locally he was, like, hated by the city. 
I I don't know why. Maybe just because uh, he was northern Yankee, or something. Because he was but, a Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't have a date, so that really would kind of help out a lot in perspective as to how I don't know they felt about right. him if I knew when it was. But anyways, a lot of the people just hated him, and there were threats against his life. Oh. And he essentially was just, like, fed up with it, and he decided, I'm just going to flee. So he withdrew his money uh, from the bank, and uh, he was planning to just escape to Mexico. And wow. What wow. I know. I know. <laughs> I think it's more than just... The people not liking you. Yeah. The, the sources. There's got to be more to that story. Specifically did say Mexico. I don't, I don't know why. But you're leaving the country. <laughs> can't go north. Can't stay in the south. I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't you just go back to Illinois? Um, <laughs> so he withdrew his money and he was walking back to the house, uh, you know, to pack his belongings. And his body was found halfway between the bank and the house with the money missing. And his murderers were never caught. Oh. Yeah. That's creepy. I know. Very creepy. Another story that I have about it comes from Leroy McIntyre, which was a descendant of one of the original owners, the McIntyres. Um, he had a mysterious story that he told a local newspaper reporter. And it says, quote, I was walking home from grammar school, and when I got to the Earth Bridge, it's paved now, I looked up at the top of the house and I saw Papa. At least I thought it was him. Unquote. Now I don't know what hmm. the Earth Bridge is. I'm trying to like rack my brain about the area. The I Earth don't know, Bridge. but I mean, you think it's like before? Maybe that's what they called like the road. Maybe back, like, you know, or maybe they just had a lot of dirt. To maybe get from that side to the other or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it is right by the river, so maybe there was like a little strip of land or something yeah. that was like right. a passage. He continued saying that he ran inside and he asked his mother why his father was on the roof of the house. And she said that his father wasn't even home at all. In fact, he was working several miles away. <gasps> so Leroy ran to the attic, but all of the doors and windows leading out to the attic were locked. And he never found out who or what he saw. Ooh. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and if you remember thinking back to like the photo that we're going to try and uh, upload to social media... Mm -hmm. Um, it's a flat roof, enough to where a band could have been on top of there. Big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But um, other weird occurrences uh, include stories of orchestral or brass band type music being heard from coming on top of the roof. <clears throat> Pause for reaction. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just music playing. Just. just yeah, like, yeah. And, and, you know, it's one thing if you hear, like, I don't know, rock and roll music coming from inside of somebody's house, but to hear, like, orchestra music coming from, like, it's sounding like it's coming from on top of the roof. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. It's not somebody's bass just thumping down the road. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't hear that much more these days. <laughs> And let's see here. Um, so directly upstairs from the parlor, which was the room that, you know, was the floors were torn up and stuff. Apparently right above that upstairs is the ghost room. So. <laughs> the ghost room. The ghost room. Yes. That I wish was, you could have seen me and Nikki's face just then. I know. They just kind of like looked at each other like, mm, I don't know. 
<laughs> so previous owners have stated that the ghost room is always 10 to 15 degrees cooler than the rest of the house, regardless of the season. And it's, is it like on the second floor? Yeah, or? second floor. So it would, if it's directly above the parlor, then it would be on the second floor in the front of the house. Okay. The front side of the house. And it's just one room on the second right. floor? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. just one room. That's 10 to 15 degrees colder than the That's rest of the colder range. than the rest, which I can understand, you know, if maybe in the summertime it's hotter, in the wintertime it's colder, you know, bad insulation right, yeah. or something. But if it's always 10 to 15 degrees colder. No matter what. Even yeah, in the summer. Even in the summer. Yeah. yeah that's, that's something fishy. That, yeah, that's creepy. So the story is that a young woman in a white flowy gown appears if people are alone in the ghost room. Oh, yeah. Um. We're getting apparitions <laughs> here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she will lead them down the stairs, and she'll actually stand over the spot of the once grave. <gasps> no. Uh, oh, no. No, no, uh, <laughs> no. No. I can't. <laughs> Wait. So hold on just a second. I'm upstairs in yeah. the room just having my uh, coffee, mm-hmm. and this lady in white appears and is like, Come downstairs. Let me show you where the shallow grave is. Uh, yeah. Um. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just stands over like, it and then she'll disappear. Do you have? Do you know of anybody's like reaction from seeing this? Or um, like, do they follow her? Well, like, you know, like like I told you, I, I went there and you know we kind of just laughingly asked the guy and he talked about that too. And he just pointed out she'll just come down, you know, there, there's like some stairs that um, are like towards the back and then they turn and they kind of like make an L shape and come down. And he just pointed, he's like, she'll just come down the stairs and she'll just walk right by you and stand over the spot and then she'll disappear. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. I'm I know. so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Like when I was typing this stuff up, like I was just freaking myself out. <laughs> It was probably at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, too, so, it was. Yeah. yeah, to be fair, it was. Uh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no connections that have been made between the woman in white and the grave, though. Um, so if it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. So we don't I don't know, know what that. to tell you yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting that she just goes to that one spot and then disappears. Like, right. is it a portal? Like, Ooh, is the grave. Stop. Well, Ooh. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, they talk about those. It makes about sense. That. It's like a shallow grave, so it's hollow ground now. Ugh. Like, she can just, mm. oh. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm in the next house now. I'm, I'm not into it. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there are some people that uh, I have that have stated that they have seen this woman in white. Um, okay. The daughter of Jerome Hines, who was the union uh, officer who owned the house she was supposedly the first person to see the woman in white and she stated that her parents bedroom was haunted for years and one night her mother woke to see a dark-haired woman looking at them from the foot of the bed oh uh-uh. <laughs> that's like that's like my thing like no, no i no. can't deal with that yeah if i were to wake up and no mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh we're going to a hotel <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm not going back. <sighs> I know. I'm going to the McCartney Hotel. Right. So, you know. <laughs> so several years later, another occupant, uh, Mrs. Frank Brown, said that after they rented the house, the ghost came back. So I don't know if mm-hmm. 
I guess, you know, the house set empty for a little while. So maybe, of course, there were there was nobody there. So ghosts just free to do whatever yeah. they want. Party. <laughs> but when, when they came back, the house started to have activity again. And Miss Brown went on to say that when they were children, she and her sister shared the room and had the same experience of the woman in white staring at them. Hmm. Now, is this in the ghost room? Like, yeah, this is supposed to be okay. in that room. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the sisters actually, they traded rooms with their brothers and they didn't even like tell them about it. <laughs> but That's then... something I would do. <laughs> Just to be real. I know. <laughs> Look, our room is so much bigger. I know. You would yeah. love it. <laughs> Look at this nice window. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they didn't tell their brothers about it, but it wasn't long until the brothers saw the same ghost. Oh. Yeah. So, and then a visitor reported seeing a lighted candle move back and forth from uh-uh. above the doorway no. in the hallway. Nope. And I was trying to make sense of that. So you saw a lighted candle moving back and forth above the door to the hallway. And if I think of my dad's house, he has a, a an extremely old house. And above the doors... Before they had air conditioning and stuff, they had little windows that you could open up. That way oh, air could yeah. circulate through. And so I'm betting that's what she's talking about by seeing a lighted candle move back and forth above the doorway. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I can so, see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this woman goes on to say that she saw the candle and then it slowly started coming towards her and exploded <gasps> near her face. What? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. I don't no. know how, but I'm envisioning like a firecracker just pop just, like right. right in your face. Ugh. No. Um, That's... Like, so did it catch anything on fire? Or did, it, did it just disappear? Was she hurt? I, I wish I had the answers to that. I really wish. And that's that's literally me going out with a bang. That's, that's all I got wow. on this house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I had wanted to visit this house. I don't think I I do any longer. <laughs> I do. It's for sale. When they have an it's open for house. Sale. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can yeah. go check it out. And, you can uh, go, uh, go to buy... the ghost room. <laughs> <laughs> go buy the $700,000 ghost. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. That is that... the Ray Burleson McIntyre house in Decatur, Alabama. Google it. Oh, good story, Robert. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. That's... Thank you. I have never heard that story before, like any of those stories um, about that's gone on there. Yeah, the only no. thing that I had heard was about the guy being buried under the floorboards, you know, because that's something that, you know, we're all kind of history buffs a little bit. Mm-hmm. We, we like, you know, all the antiques and the history mm-hmm. behind old buildings mm-hmm. and things. And so, you know, I've heard some historians talk about that before so i know that that was factual and that's the only thing that i had heard but then when i i heard the other things about the woman in white uh, wasn't into it and then you know doing some some research i found some more in-depth stories about this woman in white and her appearing at the foot of your bed uh i just couldn't deal with it oh gosh no. no But this family owned it for a hundred years, so I guess they were cool. I guess. <laughs> cool. so she's part of the family. Now. Yeah, I just couldn't. <laughs> no. Well, what do we have next, Lisa? Um, should we move on to the honorably mentioned haunt? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's give this 
C-list ghost credit. <laughs> C-list, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so obviously the ghost is in Decatur, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, our honorably mentioned haunting. <laughs> okay, so it's funny that you were talking about the McIntyre house. So where my honorably mentioned haunted is, is the Old State Bank. <gasps> um, I never really thought anything about it being haunted or anything like that and I didn't even really think I'd come across anything but when I was searching for my C rated yeah honorable haunt I was like hmm what's going on here okay so the old state bank was Mm -hmm. built in 1833 and it was you know the bank of Decatur yeah basically and, it was like um, the first, uh, like, bank in the state or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it, it was something like that. I'm not really sure. You know, this is a C-rated <laughs> haunting, so I didn't do, didn't do all the research I, I on wanna it. I want to say that, that that's true, that it was, like, the first bank in the state of Alabama. Yeah, I, I want to say for sure in the north, mm-hmm. in the north, in north Alabama. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it opened in 1833, and it only lasted about 10 years, though, because it went over a million dollars in debt. Oh. And they couldn't pay it back. So they wow. shut the doors, and then it stayed empty pretty much until the 1860s when the Civil War started coming around. Ah, yes. So I wish you know about that. Yeah. You told us a little bit about, yeah. about that. We, we <clears> got <throat> a little bit of the history on that. So cool. this is another building that goes with one of the four remaining buildings after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the old State Bank. You guys know that. I love the architecture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the columns on it are just yeah. magnificent. They weighed a ton, and they were actually built by uh, slaves at the time, so which oh, is sad. No. I know. Yeah. And uh, but I did read, and I'm gonna have to double check it. But I did read. I think that they were freed after they built the bank. Um, it seems like when I was doing my research, that's that's something that I I, I came across. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, don't quote us on. That. <laughs> um, unless it's true. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it, uh, it's it's a fantastic building. Just the architecture alone is um, amazing. It is. It's um, beautiful. I think it, they said it was based around Thomas Jefferson's architecture because mm. um, he did a lot of architecture and stuff like that. So it was based on kind of how he built stuff. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's a very old building, and like you said, it was only the one one of four. Yeah. That survived the Civil mm-hmm. War. So during the Civil War, it was used as a union headquarters mm-hmm. you know they took since they took over yeah and even the vault was used as a surgery like a surgeon's room oh that's mm. not sanitary. i didn't know that <laughs> yeah I, know. I didn't know that see these are things that i was reading about i was like i had no idea wow and um of course you know downstairs you've got the the bank part with the vault and everything and then upstairs is like the living quarters because the banker at the time did live there oh but anyway so during the civil war it was a uh, union headquarters so it saw a lot of action, just like the McIntyre house did. You know, mm-hmm. lots of soldiers and death and all kinds of things. But anyway, my honorably mentioned haunt is mm-hmm. the Weeping Lady in White at the Old State Bank. Ooh. Um, there is a story about also seeing a lady in black, but they huh. can't correlate if it's the same lady or not okay. that's weeping. Uh, there's a story about the lady in black and then a story about the Weeping Lady in White. So, uh, one of the stories that I read is that there was a woman who went to go see the Old State Bank. It's now a museum. So, Mm -hmm. she was there just kind of visiting and 
and looking at it and everything. And she was sitting on the steps of the bank. Um, I want to say this was in like 2015 or so. So oh, it wasn't that long ago. Pretty recent. Yeah. 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 And so she was sitting there and, you know, just kind of looking out. It was dark and, you know, she was looking at the sky. And she kept feeling like this presence behind her. So she turns around. Nothing's there, uh, of course. Yeah. And so she's just like, okay, she brushes it off, you know. And so she's still sitting there and just kind of looking around. And then the feeling gets even stronger. And she's like, okay, I know there's something behind me. So she turns around and there is a lady in white standing there. And she is dressed in Victorian style clothes. Oh, Yes. And she is literally just staring at this woman on the stairs. I know. And crying. Like... So intensely that the woman talked about that she could feel the pain <gasps> of this ghost. Oh, oh no! Gosh. Yeah, and um, so anyway, and it was like you know she was absorbing all this in, and then all of a sudden the ghost disappeared. Oh, um, another story is the lady in black um, who has been seen on the know where, what you really call it but upstairs there's a place where you can walk out and kind of like a balcony but, type yeah it's not really a big balcony yeah. I mean like it's only enough for like one step yes out. yeah <laughs> um but there have been people that have seen a lady in black just oh, kind yeah. of standing there mm-hmm. there were even reports of a medium going into the old state bank and seeing saying that the lady in black was in the corner of this one specific room. It's kind of like the parlor room. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Parlor room's always c- kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's that. Uh... You're oh. ruining the Old State Bank for me. <laughs> I know. You see, I really enjoyed the Old State Bank. And I never really thought it was haunted. Like, I've been in there several times. Yeah. yeah y- y'all know this. I was so, married there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was too. So, um... I'll never look I, at my I, wedding pictures. I've been in there several times, never felt, I've never really felt anything weird. I've even been there at night. I don't even think y'all knew that, like inside. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I remember there is one room that I did not like to go into because it was, I don't know if it's just because it was really dark and wasn't lit well, but I was yeah. like, no, no, oh. I'm just going to stay over here. Mm-hmm. And the corners in one room was like kind of, they always seemed darker. Mm-hmm. And it may just be the lighting. Again, I always, have to calculate oh it's yeah. just this or it's just that right but um yeah it's a neat place and I never really thought of it being haunting until I started hearing the story about the weeping lady and um and then of course it being used as a surgery center during the yeah the civil war and everything so and there and there have been sightings of civil war soldiers walking through and Ugh. all that and there's actually a video on YouTube really <laughs> Of one time, Decatur did like, I forget what they called it, it was like Halloween Spooktacular, where they did like a, oh, I think it was Alabama Paranormal Society, I'll have to look it up though, Okay. that went in and actually did kind of like a ghost adventures thing, mm-hmm. where they went in and they talked to the ghost and they did the flashlight test mm. and all that. Well, anyway, the video, it's a very short video if you look it up on YouTube, and it's, you can see an orb fly through the video. Oh. And... Throughout the video, you, you can kind of see other things, but at the very beginning is when you see it, and I was just like, <gasps> okay. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. you can look it up. Like I said, it was a special that they did a, a few years ago. It actually wasn't that long. I think it was in 2015, actually. So there must have been a lot going on in 2015. Wow. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. So, um, 
Are the mannequins still in the old state bank downstairs? I haven't what? been there for a long time, so I don't know. But yeah, there there used to be that's, some creepy mannequins. That's there. like the creepiest part mannequins? of the old state bank. Because right it's there. a museum, so yeah. they have it set up like, like like there's a teller back yeah, there. Yeah, like there's a teller what? back there, and it's and just like creepy. And they, and they have another one upstairs, like counting the money in like the, the accounting office or whatever. Yeah, so, so creepy. Have you never been there? No, I haven't. <laughs> Not inside. Not you inside. Know, I've been outside, yeah. but I've never mm-hmm. been inside. I didn't even know it was a museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. thought it yeah, was I an empty building. Yeah, I think they have a, like, you can call and schedule to go in and look at it whenever you want mm-hmm. to. So we can go there. Yeah. Field trip. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the Weeping Lady, she's my honorably mentioned ghost. Like I said, I couldn't find a lot of information about her other than that one story that really stuck out to me, but that there have been several people that have seen the Lady in Black mm-hmm. and the Weeping Lady, and, you know, it, the Civil War was a really sad time, so I can imagine there's a lot of negative energy attached to that, and just a lot of energy, period, right. you know, so mm-hmm. um, if there if there was a ghost to be around the old state bank, for sure, there would be something so especially these yeah. places that are still standing and still pretty much in original condition too yeah right. oh yeah like like you were saying with the bullet holes at the mcintyre house right you know, you can still see the bullet holes mm-hmm. in the old state bank as well wow, you know? wow. so wow. Uh, i'll put one of my wedding photos up and you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's it's really neat and you know for as many times as I've been up there, I've never heard that, even heard it really being haunted. No. You know, just that it was yeah, a really I old building. So I thought it was pretty interesting. So just that wanted is. to share. Very interesting. That was a good honorable mention ghost. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, Nikki? Maybe it's the lady from the McIntyre house and she's doing a portal oh, in that shower stop. grave. No way. <laughs> That's the old crazy. <laughs> We could be talking about the same ghost. Wow. <laughs> they were both in white, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. So. Well, that, that's a good story. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. We'll, have to, we'll have to take a trip over there sometime. <laughs> I'll have to go see the museum. <laughs> Peek in the windows and, well, and you find, can, see yeah. the, the creepy mannequins. Don't let that oh, scare yeah. you off. You can yeah. actually look through the windows and you can see the creepy mannequins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, although I haven't been there in a long time, so I don't know if it's still there, but... Um, and you can even rent it out, you know, rent out the inside, rent out right. the outside, yeah. you know, the upstairs and all that. So, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I want to do that, but <laughs> I would do it. I feel probably comfortable there. I don't know why. I don't know. I'd be a daytime, daytime renter. Yeah. No, I'd do I a nighttime really thing. See, yeah. you know, you're the fearless one. Why are you saying no? <laughs> <laughs> I say that now when I get there, I'd probably, eh, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You probably would. <laughs> well, um. So I'm going to tell the friend story. Okay. This is came from a friend of mine who is from Louisiana, uh, which is where this took place. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him. He was telling me about this. He had a friend that he would go and stay the night with. Um, I think they were probably around 12 or 13 years old. And this was in Wagaman, Louisiana. Okay. Which I had never heard of, but it's it's outside of New Orleans. Okay. okay. So, um, to give you a, an idea of, of where. Um, but he would go stay the night at his friends and, you know, I guess they'd be in the living room watching TV or hanging out. And the TV channels would just start flipping mm. with, you know, no remote control. Um, and it, this was probably in the early 90s. 
So it was, you know, one of those old box TVs. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the big ones that um, were on the floor, but, you know, just on the old school box right. TVs. Still really heavy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the channels would just go haywire and start flipping and they couldn't explain it. Um, not sure what was going on. Then after that, he said that that happened several times. Um, and then the doors would start slamming. Oh. Like in other rooms where they were in the living room, they could hear like down the hall, I guess. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the lights would turn on and off. Oh. So it was just like all around, mm-hmm. you know, crazy. Which I thought was really interesting. And we were talking about it. And so I wanted to look up the, the location and the area. So I found some interesting um, information on that. Unlike the place where this house on, is? On the, on the land, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this happened on what became known as the Wagaman Plantation. Or before that it was called, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. <laughs> Um, Chupal, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Chupatulis. So. Chupatulis. Um, which I believe was like an old native, Native American, um. Okay. Word, um, for the, the land and the area. Mm Mm-hmm. So. It became known as Wagaman from, uh, George Augustus Wagaman. Mm Okay who was born in Maryland and was a lawyer. And I guess he just wanted to, to get out of Maryland. So he traveled to New Orleans. There soon after, and this was in, ni- in 1810, um, he married an heiress to that plantation, mm. which at the time it was known as Chupatulis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when they married, um, you know, it became known as the Wagman Plantation. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. They inherited a, a lot of the city property in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and it was right on the the Mississippi River. But he became a federal judge, uh, Secretary of State for Louisiana, and then the finally a United States senator. This um, Wagaman did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, so. Funny story, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what could have caused that, you know, they didn't really have any information on, you know, my friend didn't have any information. So I'm looking up and it turns out that during this time, he, uh, George Wagaman, had challenged someone to a duel. Oh, no. Fancy. Or, yeah, <laughs> or what they call an affaire de nour. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he he became engaged in, in an altercation. And the guy's name was Dennis Freer, okay. who was the leader of a Democratic fraction and the former mayor of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, so they have this affaire de nour. And Wagaman gets struck in the leg with the, the gun. Uh, he didn't die right away, but it, it became gangrenous and, and uh. infected, and and that's eventually what led to his death. Uh, he died in the home there on the plantation, mm. and then his uh, wife 
stayed there and lived. He died in 1843, and then she stayed and lived in the house and died in 1876. Mm-hmm. So you've got at least two deaths. Right. But this, this area just became known, you know, named for him or after him. It was the Avondale and Wagaman. And this house, it's just one of these creepy-looking old, like, plantation homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to put that up, too. But um, that's the story. It's, it's not a long one, but I thought it was very interesting. That is interesting. Uh-huh. Golly. <laughs> TV channels changing, so, lights coming on, doors slamming. Slamming. That's uh, not just, like, doors yeah. kind of creaking open, but a full-blown slam is something. Yeah. So this all happened on the the land that that plantation home was on, but the plantation home actually succumbed to the Mississippi River. Oh. Um, and I want to say it was like the early 80s. Yeah. So there's definitely some negative energy on that. Yeah. You know, duels and le de be, be, be. <laughs> <laughs> So whatever the affair it was. Yeah. <laughs> affair de nor. <laughs> That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really interesting. Well, good. All right. Well, I think that sums up our first episode. It does. Um, Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, learned some interesting historical stuff and Mm -hmm. stories we've never heard before. And it's very interesting. I think episode two, Nikki's going to be taking the lead on. I am. The lead. What uh, What do we have to look forward to? You Battle want to of say? Shiloh. <gasps> <gasps> so it, it's it's funny. We've touched on a, a little bit of the Civil War. All of us have in the first part. And then you mentioned the Battle of Shiloh earlier. So we're going to kind of carry that on. I like that. So we're going to Tennessee next episode. Is we what are. You're nice. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. That's exciting. All right. Funny that all of this stuff is kind of like around that like 1860s, 40s, you know, area. Well, there's just so much that happened. I mean, you know. I know. The turmoil back yeah. then, mm-hmm. you know, that people went through um, during the Civil War is just, you know, I can imagine. I mean, like you said, could you imagine looking out your window and just seeing like a bunch of people fighting and shooting guns and cannons yeah. and stuff like that, you know? I mean. I mean, it was a different time back then, but yeah. I could not imagine. You know, and then mm-hmm. you have, you know, uh slaves and and what those people went through i mean there's just so much negative you know right. um, there really is energy there and it's just you know i couldn't imagine what any of those people went through you yeah. know having to deal with so you think in like 200 years people are going to be talking about and then i saw walking down the hallway somebody texting <laughs> <laughs> I saw a glowing cell phone above my doorway. (laughs) And when I opened it, there was no mail. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It it is interesting to think what people uh, 200 years from now are going to be like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what what they think about us and, you know. Would they still be seeing the same ghosts from like the 1800s or will they, will it be a mixture? Yeah. You know what? I read, not even I read, uh, it's it's something that I listened to. It, it, it's an art, okay, it's an artist that I like. And he made a, um, I don't know, like a example that kind of makes sense. And it was, uh, I wonder if ghosts always feel like they're visiting their old high schools. Hmm. 
think about that. Like when yeah. it's like the walls are the same, but there's all these like new strange looking people and different That's posters on the wall. I, I've and... thought about that too. It's like if they're an intelligent, you know, not a residual, um, right? You know, and they know what's going on around them. Like, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? What are you doing in my house? <laughs> what's that thing you're holding in your hand that you have to your yeah. face all the time? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's or like like George. What are these curtains? <laughs> If you missed our intro episode, you'll have to go back and listen to that and learn about George. Yeah, George is pretty cool. I liked him. Well, um, I think that'll about do it for our first episode. You can send us your stories um, if you want to maybe hear those later. We might feature some some listener stories later on. Yes, we want your story to be our friend story. Yes. <laughs> we want to be your friend. <laughs> We're please, all friends here. Please be our friend. <laughs> we don't have any friends. That's not Except true. Except for the three of us. <laughs> um, so you can email us at ghostraisedinthesouth at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, social media at Facebook and Instagram at ghostraisedinthesouth. And then on Twitter at ghostpodcast. So that's ghosts with an S podcast. Yeah, reach out to us. And if there's a story that you want to recommend that we look into, you know, something maybe we haven't heard of, we're, you know, all ears. We want to hear what y'all have to say. Yeah. Absolutely. We're trying to reach every state, you know, mm-hmm. get, give all the states some credits. Mm-hmm. So we've got like the first 10 episodes kind of planned out um, as far as what our main story is for each of those. But I'm excited to really introduce people to some of these lesser known stories. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I can't wait to hear more as well. I know. Mm-hmm. Me, t- me either. <laughs> can't wait to get more goosebumps. Yes. All right. <laughs> and more gasped. <gasps> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks. Boo y'all. <laughs> Boo y'all. Boo y'all. Boo y'all.